Hi, my name is Lukundo and I'm part of the leadership team here at King's Church if we haven't met before. It's great to be together again. We have been looking at the one another statements in the New Testament and it's been really great to be encouraged and stirred and provoked hearing the scripture and the word of God. If you have missed any of the sessions, I really do encourage you to go back and listen to them on our YouTube page and to really put into practice what we've been learning so that we are not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. And in doing so, we become more like Jesus each and every single day. So today we'll be looking at the instruction to admonish one another. Let's go to the book of Colossians chapter three and we'll read from verse 12. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. In this passage, Paul is encouraging the church to live life in light of their new nature in Christ, to put off the old self with its selfish ways of doing things and to put on the new creation, to put on love in how they live with one another, to be patient, to bear with one another, to be kind. And in and amongst that, we find this instruction to admonish one another. Now, the word admonish means to warn, exhort, give instruction, reprimand, or advise firmly. It's an interesting one to put in, in the midst of this passage, to reprimand. There's a seriousness to this instruction. Now, when my phone battery is dying, an alert pops up on the screen at 20%, at 10%, 5%, and the battery goes red. It's warning me that my phone is dying. It's saying to me that if you don't change your course of action or do something differently, your phone is going to die. The results are not going to be what you want them to be. And in the same way, we are called to when our brothers and sisters are, are doing things or believing things and going in a direction that is not according to the scripture or in step with the spirit. We are called to warn them, to say, hey, what you're doing isn't going to benefit you. What you're doing is not going to help you grow. It's not going to lead to where you want to get to. We're supposed to warn one another firmly, but gently. Now, the reason that we are called to do this is because God calls us to live in love. He calls us to be love to one another to look out for one another, to put others before ourselves. He's called us to grow as one body. And like Judas said last week, if one part of the body suffers, we all suffer. If one part of the body is headed in a direction that's gonna cause them harm or others harm, we all suffer. 
And so out of love, we are called to admonish one another, to warn one another and to point each other back to the way of Christ. In Ephesians 4 and verse 15, it says this, But speaking the truth in love, in all things, both our speech and our lives expressing this truth, let us grow up in all things into him, following his example, who is the head, Christ. By speaking the truth to one another in love, we help one another grow. It's no good if we shy away from the truth because we're avoiding uncomfortable situations. It's no good if we only say well done to people. I know it's the easier thing to say, but it's no good when all we ever do is well done, that was great. And we, we kind of pass over the, the really important places where there's opportunity for people to grow and change. We are not helping one another when we don't speak the truth in love. We're called to a higher standard. And if we don't speak the truth to one another in love, we are essentially hindering one another's growth. And so if I do something that's out of line and you don't tell me the truth, I need to hear that because I need help to grow, to mature, to become more and more like Jesus. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 14, Paul says this, I do not write these things to make you ashamed, but to admonish you as my beloved children. So many times when we can think about pointing out people's mistakes or wrongs, or even having that done to ourselves, we can think about shame and how it's embarrassing, or we don't want to be embarrassed, or we don't want to embarrass other people. But Paul is saying, I'm not correcting you to shame you. I'm correcting you because I love you. And there's a relationship here. He's like, as children, as those who I've poured my life into and I have sown the seeds of the gospel and I have, I have toiled that you would become mature in Christ because of all that and my deep affection for you, I want to see you grow. And therefore in relationship and from relationship, I will warn you sternly when you are going down a path that is not correct. And I will bring you back to the way of Christ. That is love. As any parent would know, when your children are doing things that they seem to enjoy but are harmful for them, it requires a stern warning to bring them back. And later down the line, they do thank you, hopefully at some point. I know I have people in my life who let me know how it is when it is just plain and frank, but I know that they're doing it because they love me. And in that moment, it hurts. It's not nice, but actually discipline is for our good and we discipline out of love. And even though it's not, it's not nice and it's painful, it always produces good fruit. And so we're called to be those because we love one another and we care so much more and we should care so much more about our character over our comfort that we need to speak the truth to one another in love, that we need to be open and brave to have those conversations and we need to allow those conversations in our own lives. Imagine you were studying for, I don't know, your A-level exams and your best friend was spending all their time on their Xbox or the PlayStation. Now, because you love your friend, you would say something, you would do something about it. You wouldn't just let them throw their life away. And the reason you're speaking to them is not because you, maybe you think they won't pass, it's because you know, the truth is if they don't work hard, they're not gonna pass their exams. 
When we admonish one another, we admonish them according to truth, which is why the scripture says, let the word of God dwell in you richly as you admonish one another so that we can point people to what is true. When my phone alert comes up to say my batteries, it's not like, I think your phone might die if you don't do anything. Your phone will die if you don't do anything. And so we have to have the word of God dwelling in us richly so that we can point people to that. So we can be pointed to that as we live our lives in Christ together. Second Timothy and chapter three, verse 16 says this. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. It's like the word of God is our plumb line. It's what we measure ourselves up to. Are we living in line with what God says? So when we admonish and correct one another, that's where we're pointing people to, to God's standard and way of doing things, not our own standard and way of doing things. When we do that, we end up judging people because judgment comes incorrectly when we, when we base what people are doing on what we think is correct. And most of the times, if we're honest, what we think is correct is based on our upbringing, our culture, our preferences. We're not called to judge people or to correct them based on our preferences, but we're called one another to stir ourselves up and point each other to Jesus. And therefore we point ourselves to scripture. All scripture is useful for training. There is an answer for absolutely everything. And this is the plumb line which we measure ourselves to. Scripture is so amazing in that, yes, it gives us what to say, but it also encourages us on how to say it. In 1 Timothy, if we go back a few pages, and chapter 5, verse 1, Paul is speaking to Timothy, who is a young leader, and he says this to him, Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father, younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters, in all purity. I love the familial aspect of this, that we're not called to call each other out outside of relationship, but in relationship, we're called to speak the truth to one another in love. And it doesn't matter if the person is older or younger than you. As brothers and sisters in Christ, we are supposed to, with all humility and honor and respect, being aware of our context and surroundings, still speak the truth of God in love. He says to Timothy, it's not an excuse that you're younger. You still need to bring correction according to the word of God, but do it wisely, do it gently and do it with all humility. This is what God calls us to do. And I love the fact that he gives us ways to do this in bearing with one another, in knowing that none of us are perfect but still we all wanna press on towards becoming more and more like Jesus and we can help one another in doing this. In the book of Matthew, Jesus says, if your brother has wronged you, go and tell him on his own in private. If he doesn't listen to you, then take someone else or a couple of people with you. If he still doesn't listen to you, then you bring it to the rest of the church. And it can seem a little bit drastic, but it highlights again, 
Jesus is far more concerned with our character than our comfort. He is far more concerned with us becoming more and more like him than us simply doing what we please. He gave his life so that we could be set free and be a new creation, so that we could bring glory to his name. He loves us so much that he didn't want to see us die in our sins, but to live life eternally with him. And that is the same love that we are to have for our brothers and sisters. As we see one another walking through this journey and doing things that are harmful to ourselves or others and not helping us become more and more like Jesus, we are called to say something in relationship. And we can help one another with this because there'll be different levels of experience. I know definitely in my Zoom Connect group that there is such a wealth of wisdom and, and different age groups and learning how to speak to one another. We're not called to be perfect at any of this, but we can ask for help. Hey, there's a situation here. I'm not quite sure what to say, how to say it. Rather than avoiding it completely, just ask for help. And there will be people around you who will help in doing so. This is how we're called to live, not to shy away from these conversations, but to be brave enough and go with the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can all grow up and we can be mature. We could love one another enough to not leave us the same, but that we can continually be changed. Now, there are two sides to this, because if we are those who are going to admonish others, we must also be those who are willing to be admonished. This requires humility. This requires opening ourselves up and giving people permission to speak into our lives. It is risky because sometimes you will uh, speak to somebody and they may not react in the way you expected them to. Or someone might speak to you and you may react in a way you didn't expect to. But that shouldn't stop us from pursuing loving one another by correcting one another in love. It won't always be easy, but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't do it. We should care more about our growth than just about feeling comfortable. And later down the line, maybe not immediately, I'm sure someone will thank you. Or you will thank somebody else for taking the time to speak into your lives. I'm sure we can all think of people in our lives who we are grateful for because we wouldn't be who we are or where we are today if they hadn't pulled us to the side and simply told us the truth. And so this week, how can you be one who receives admonishing and admonishes others? How can you begin to work on your relationships with people? Because the first time you ever speak to someone shouldn't be to correct them. You should probably say hello first and get to know them a little bit. And then it gives you permission and space to do that. So where do you start this week? Maybe you're already in relationship with someone and there's something you've been meaning to say or there's something you need someone to say to you. Ask somebody to admonish you. That's also allowed. Maybe you don't have many relationships and you need to begin talking to people and, and pursuing those connections so you have people who can speak into your life and people's lives that you can speak into. There's something for all of us to do, but we respond to the word of God because we want to become more and more like him together. We don't want to leave anyone behind because we care about one another's growth more than our comfort. So I pray this week that we'd have the courage to do so and that we'd be blessed in doing it as we become more and more like Jesus. Amen. Amen.